Uh, so after our 8.30 service this morning, I had one of our children come up to me and tell me two jokes that I said, man, can I share those at 11 o'clock? He goes, yeah, sure. So anyway, uh, two jokes. You might have heard them if you're not. And I hadn't heard them. They were, they were really good. So, uh, so what's the difference in a Christmas alphabet and the regular alphabet? What's the difference between a Christmas alphabet and a regular alphabet? That's right. The Christmas alphabet has no L. No L, no L, no L. Okay. So that's pretty good. I, I was thinking, yeah, Anson, you got that. That was good. That's good. All right. The second one is, um, let me see if I can read my notes here. Okay. Um, what do you call somebody who doesn't believe in Santa Claus? An agnostic. <laughs> instead, of, instead of, you know, agnostic. An agnostic, yeah. An atheist, but agnostic. All right, so. How many of y'all like eggnog? Okay, y'all got that one? All right, good, good, good. All right. Um, amen. Those are pretty good, weren't they? So, <laughs> so from the mouth of babes, uh, he did them better than I did. I, I messed them up, but anyway. Um, I got to ask you a question. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand and answer this, but answer it to yourself, okay? Answer this question to yourself. During this past year, or maybe any time, but especially during this past year, have you heard someone say, or have you said this to yourself, I'm just going to stop listening to the news. I'm just going to stop watching the news. I'm going to stop taking the paper. Because all I feel like I'm hearing, or the majority of what I'm being reported to is negative, or it is critical, or it is... Um, just uh, not uplifting. Now, our local news does a good job many times of, of getting, highlighting a good story or something like that. But how many can say that, you know, sometimes we just get bombarded by negative news, sensationalism, maybe violence, maybe crime, maybe just, and especially during the pandemic, we're, we're just uh, so weary of just, just all the health issues that are happening across the world and the death toll that is rising because of COVID-19. And when you hear the news and then, of course, the natural disasters that have happened and just different things that are going on, many times in our sermon series is a weary world rejoicing. We get weary if all the things that are coming at us or that we're hearing on a regular basis is negative, not uplifting, not positive. Uh, maybe it's uh, highlighting the things that just aren't to be celebrated but we get weary. I was talking to somebody two weeks ago, and they said, Mark, it, it, it depresses me. I get depressed. I get discouraged. I, I feel down. And so what do I need to do? What? And I said, well, and, and they said, well, I'll, I'll answer. Here's what I do. And this person said, uh, I've got someone who encourages me, and I, and I go back and I look at their text messages. Or uh, I know people that save letters that people have written them, and they have a box, especially I, I know a clergy person who does this, and he said, you know, on my bad days, I'll go and I'll pull out that card where somebody had wrote, written me a thank you note, and he said, I'll read it, and I'll realize, yeah, this is, this is why I'm doing ministry, because maybe that hard day, he might have said, man, I'm going to throw in the towel, or whatever it might have been, the, the harsh, the negative, the, the, the just what, what, what can weigh you down, and sap the joy, suck the life out of a person. Um, and so this morning, our scripture that's, that's in our bulletin, that's going to be up on the screen in just a minute, has to do with the good news that was delivered the night that Jesus was born. So let's look at uh, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, the scripture that's in there is from chapter 2, verse 10. It says, 
Uh, but the angel said to them, and this is to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. When these shepherds saw the angel, of course, they were afraid. They were terrified because this majestic being is now in their presence. And all they've been doing for night after night after night has been sitting there with all the sheep. And they might have had a campfire, and they looked at the stars, and they probably told stories and whatever they might have done. But when you have a being that's been in the presence of God showing up and the glory of God surrounds him, then, then you're, you know, like, whoa, you know, you're kind of freaking out. And that's what they were doing. They were like, oh, my gosh, you know, what are we doing? They've never seen anything like that, nor have I. But anyway, the scripture, so he says, hey, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be, don't be worried. Don't, be, don't freak out. I know that's the tendency, but hey, just, I've got good news for you. Not only for you. But for every single person who's ever existed or who will ever be born in the future, because Jesus is here. So that good news, they were so excited, they were so joyful, they left the sheep and they went down into Bethlehem and they searched for the child. And I can imagine these shepherds, you know, they're, they're going all over the place, knocking on doors, hey, 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 you know, we're looking for this baby. And they finally, oh, the, there's a manger, that's where the mangers would be, that's where the feeding troughs are, let's go. You know, and they, when they find this child and they find Mary and Joseph, and they're just so overwhelmed with joy. And they tell them about the angel that appeared to them. And then the heavenly host who are singing, glory to God in the highest peace on earth, that type of thing. And so there's just this great excitement. There's great joy. So think about the times that you hear good news. When good news comes to you, what is our response? What is your response? Let me think of a couple of things with you. One is, um, let's say... Uh, we, one of our family members uh, had, some, had, had something taken off, and they sent it away thinking it was cancer, and we were really concerned. Uh, and so when, it, when the pathology report came back and it was negative, we were like, whew, you know, so, so grateful. So when you hear good news, maybe on a medical scene, you know, maybe the diagnosis was, was you're concerned about what it might be, and, and you get the good news, and it's not what you thought it might have been, there's relief, amen, there's joy, there's excitement, there's, oh, you know, so, so getting a good report from the doctors is, is good news. Um, you know, sometimes uh, if, if you're working and you get a promotion or you get a raise and then your employer comes or your supervisor comes and says, hey, you're going to get a raise this year, what do you say? No, I don't want that money. No, what do you say? No, his, whoo, glory, you know, you start thinking, well, what can I, I can give more to the church, right? No, <laughs> of course you can. Um, you know, so, so good news about acknowledging the work that you've done, maybe, maybe a raise or maybe a promotion or whatever it might be. That, that, is a good, that is a good thing that lifts your spirits. You think, oh, I've been recognized or acknowledged for what, what, what I've done. It's been it's important for you students. I mean, gosh, when you get the test back, right, and it's an A, what do you think? Woo, you know, that kind of thing. Mom, I told the story last week. My mama's here, uh, Marilyn Magoni. We're glad to have my mother here with us today. She came over. And then my youngest brother, Paul, is here. So, uh, Mom, I told this story last week. You might have watched it online, but uh, I was really embarrassed. I don't know why I started telling that story, but I did, so I'll tell it because I've already started. Um, you know, I'll paint myself in a corner sometimes. All right, so I don't know why I was telling it last week, but I was telling it. So, um, I'll tell it this week. So, bad news and good news. The bad news can be tough, but then the good news that can come with it. So, so my freshman year at Georgia was 1980. We were on the quarter system back then, so that fall quarter was a year we went undefeated. We won the national championship. Herschel was a freshman. It was just a great, great, great year, uh, a great fall uh, in Georgia. You know, it's doing good this year. We're going to be rooting them on and that kind of thing. Well, anyway, I, I, I went to every class. 
I did not miss a class. Um, but I didn't really study. So, Maddie, I know, you, I know you're doing better at Georgia than I did. Well, anyway, so, so I, I, went to every, I never missed a class. I went to every class. And, uh, but don't take three classes back to back to back your freshman year. So that, that third class, I was, you know, I was struggling to stay awake. But anyway, so, but I didn't, I didn't apply myself. So when the grades came at Christmas time, which is because they were on the quarter system and, and you, you were through at Christmas, now they're on semester system, I got bad grades. Anybody want to guess what I got? Maggie, you want to guess? Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, I got three D's. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But I had a great time. <laughs> So when the grades came in, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be good. Craig, my dad, sat me down. He looked me in the eye. He said one word. He said, study. But the way he said it was like, study. And I was like, that's all I had to hear. Mom, I don't know if you did anything. I don't know if you sat me down and talked to me. I don't, I don't remember that. All I remember is what dad said. Dad said, study. Because he knew, you know, he, anyway, so, and I did. And so that next semester I made A's and then a couple A's and B's and then a few C's every now and then. But, but I just, I turned a leaf and I was like, okay, you, you know, you're going to get kicked out if you don't. You'll be on academic probation. Uh, but the good news, the next semester when I got my grades, it was like, yay, I got all A's, so I can do this, you know, because you got to study, right? You got to study. So, so good news when you get your report card. That, that was a long story to say, man, when you guys get your grades and they're good, what happens? You go, hey, mom, hey, dad, look, look what I got. Or, you know, back in the day when we were in school, they would write your letter with a big marker and they would, they would pass it out. And if you got an A+, plus, a lot of times people would hold it up like this. So everybody behind it. Y'all remember those days? They, uh, they don't do that anymore. But, but they would have your big letter on, on your, you hold it up. Uh, look what I got, you know, that kind of thing. So, so good news about a grade. Um, think about uh, if you're in love and, and, and you want to get married and you, and, you, and you propose to that person or that person proposes to you and you announce your what? Engagement. So if it's, if it's a positive thing and a good thing, which 99% of the time it is, everybody's excited, right? Oh, they're engaged. Welcome. You're going to get married. That's all, that, all those good, good feelings. Um, think about uh, baby announcements. When, when you find out, oh, gosh, you're expecting a child. For, for most folks, that is just the best news ever. And for grandparents, it's like, yeah, we got another grandkid on the way. Or we got a grandchild or whatever. So all of these positive things, all this good news uh, can combat and can help uh, balance out the negative that's out there in this world today. But what do we do when we're bombarded with the negative? We, we need to go to the Lord and say, God, let me remind myself of what you've told me. The angel said there's good news for every single person, and that is that Christ the Lord is, is born. Uh, now, for you guys, you know, there's this imaginary card that we hold in our back pocket called a man card, and you're, you're a man, right? And you do manly things. Well, uh, <laughs> i got to confess, and please don't take my man card, but um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, you know, I was just like, man, I just I, I want to watch something on TV that's good. I'm tired of watching golf or whatever it might be. Nothing wrong with golf. But, but I watched a Hallmark movie. <laughs> 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So all you guys are like, Magoni, we're fixing to come get your man card. We're going to take that, you know. And so, uh, but yeah, you know, why are Hallmark movies good? Well, because they're always positive, especially the Christmas ones. They're always over the top, and, and, and there's some kind of conflict, but whatever it might be, it always works out at the end, and it's just, ah, you just leave thinking, okay, well, this, this is a good thing. You, you, you never leave those thinking, well, you might think, well, I wasted, you know, an hour and a half, but, but, but the bottom line, you know, but you think, you think, no, no, this was good. This was uplifting. This was positive. This was happy. This was joy. It, it lifted up something in human, human, humanity that, that is good, that is positive, that is, that is enriching, and, and conflicts are worked out, and, and misunderstandings are righted and are, are corrected and whatever it might be. But, but so, so, you know, anyway, don't take my man card. But um, so, so last week I was talking about this and and a lot of the men came up and said, man, I watch Hallmark movies too. And I was like, well, good. I don't feel so bad, you know. And then one of the Sunday school classes was saying, yeah, and, here's, and they were talking about the Hallmark movies. I was like, okay, well, I'm not the only guy that sits around and might watch it from time to time. So anyway, so Fran has gotten into Avengers. Remember, she's talked about all those things. And it's like she's got, she had just watched some Avengers movies. Here I'm watching a Hallmark movie. But I've watched all those. You know, I, you know she's just discovering them now. But, but, uh, but for me, I've, I've enjoyed those for years. But, uh, but the good news, the good news. And so as I think about... The Christmas story, and as we're we're coming to you know Saturday is going to be Christmas, and and Friday night's going to be awesome. So if you guys can come four o'clock, we have a service right in here. Christmas Eve candlelight communion service four o'clock. Come back, bring your friends. It's going to be a great service uh, Friday night. Um, but the Christmas story, we read about it in Matthew's gospel. We read about it in Luke's gospel, and there might be pieces of this story uh, that you've read about that just resonate with you. And it's a part of this good news, this message that, that Christ has come near, that God is present with you, and God loves us so much that he wanted to make sure we understood who he was, that there's no doubt that there is a God, this is what his character is like, and here's what he wants us to do during our short time on this earth. So Jesus came to help us make sure that we didn't misunderstand what God wanted. Uh, if you read in Matthew's account, he really looks at what happened with Joseph, and so the, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph, and, and you might, that might resonate with you, that God speaks to you and gives you assurance that what's happening in your world, what's happening in your life, maybe something that wasn't planned or maybe something that, that you said could have never happened. God says, hey, there's, there's sense to this. It's, 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 it's going to be all right. And that's what God did with Joseph. He said, listen, you know, Mary's not been fooling around. This, this baby she's carrying is of God. This is something God's never done before, but he's placed his son there, and he's going to birth, uh, you know, the prince of peace and, the, and the, the great I am, the one you've been waiting for. And so, so you, be the, you be the, you know, not the biological father, but you be the earthly dad to this boy, and you take care of him, you love him. And, you, and so God speaks to Joseph, and, and so you see all the story of Joseph in the book of Matthew, and and you see where, where, you know, when Herod wants to t kill the, the child uh, that was born, the king of the, you know, because the Magi come and say, where's the king that was king of the Jews? And they say, we don't know. What are you talking about? Said, well, in Bethlehem is where it's supposed to be born. And so, so uh, Herod was going to kill all the kids in the area of Bethlehem. And so you, it's a horrible part of the, the, the history of, of Israel. But, but anyway, so God, God speaks to Joseph and said, listen, you need to go down to Egypt. Take the son. Someone's trying, trying to kill him, so you need to go down to Egypt, hang out there for a while. So Joseph does that. So God speaks to Joseph and says, you know, yes, you're going to have a son, and, and Mary was faithful to you. And, and then, you know, when, when Mary uh, and Joseph's life are in danger and the child's in danger, then, then God says, hey, listen, you need to escape, and you need to go down there. Then when Herod dies, he says, God speaks to Joseph again and says, you need to come back to Israel. And, and, and then God says, don't go here, but go here, and that kind of thing. So you might... As you look at that part of the story, you might say, wow, God, you really, 
care enough about us to, to speak to us, to, to guide us in this life. And you did that with Joseph. Uh, when you look at the, the account in Luke, you, you know, we, we talked about John the Baptist because he's a big part of the story. And, and it, you might resonate with the fact that, you know, God, God prepares our way. And John did that for, for Jesus and, and how the miraculous birth of John. And that, that might encourage you and inspire you in your, in your walk. Uh, Fran did a great job talking about Mary a couple of weeks ago. And you might think, well, here's, here's God who sees everyone and sees this, this young lady who's humble and, and loves the Lord and, and, and rewards her and blesses her. And you might, well, you know, God nobody sees me. I'm, you know, I'm just this insignificant person, but God says, no, I do see you. And, and there's great things that I have for you to, to do in this life. And, and, uh, and so there's just so many parts of the Christmas story, but for me, I love all of those elements and there's more to it that I didn't talk about, but man, what the angels tell the shepherds, what we just read a few moments ago, that is for all, that is for everyone. That, that was for you. God said, there is a love that I have for you that you cannot imagine. And Jesus came that you might know God. And Jesus came that you might have joy. And Jesus came that you might be forgiven. And Jesus came that you might enjoy all of these things. It's a very personal uh, experience with each one of us. So I don't want anyone ever that I ever meet to, to doubt or, or to question God, but we do question God. We do doubt so many times. We do think, well, this situation happened, and how could it be a good God, and he allowed this to happen? And, and, and there's things that we just don't understand, and, and then there's human sinfulness, and there's all these things that are going on. But in the midst of all the negative, in the midst of all the bad news, in the midst of all of that, the Christmas story and what the angels told the shepherds and what God wants to tell us this morning and to remind us is that for you, for you, God came close. God came near. And God said, I want you to know me. I want you to experience life that is life indeed. I want you, in the midst of bad news, in the midst of discouragement, in the ditch, to look to me. Don't watch a Hallmark movie all the time. I mean, you can. But look to me because I've got good news for you. I won't shun you. I won't turn my back on you. I won't forget you. I won't forsake you. I won't leave you out to dry. I'll always be there with you. And I'm always for you. To think the God of the universe is for us is the truth of the Christmas story. He's for us so much. And even when we fall, that's why the cross is so significant. When I fall, because he's for me, he's provided a way for me to be forgiven. He's provided a way for me to be restored in a relationship that was broken. Because of the cross, because of what Jesus did, he provides a way for me to feel good about myself again. And to say, because I lost doesn't mean I'm a loser. Because something is broken in my life, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be discarded and never used again. I can be mended. I can be healed. I can be made right again. I can, I can be restored and, 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 and get back on the path that God has for me. All of these truths are so personal for you and for me. And so as we close this morning, I want to encourage you to remember the good news that the angels proclaimed. Remember the joy that God wants in as we lit the candle that, that is for us and it's for you. 
So if you have someone in your family, maybe that you might see over the holiday season, or you have somebody in your class at school, or maybe you have somebody at work, or maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood that just is discouraged or is so negative or just the weight of the world is on them, what the angel said to the shepherds could be something God might want you to share with them, that there is good in this world, and that good is Jesus, and that good is for you. And I know you're in a bad place right now. Whatever God might have you say to that person or whatever prayers you might pray or whatever you might letter you might write or phone call you might make. Remember those people that I mentioned that, that when they're in a dark place and a, a bad place, they look to those who have inspired them and encouraged them. Those notes, those letters, those texts, those phone calls, those relationships. Ah, you and I can be that for a weary world and that they might rejoice. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this day a day to come and celebrate. We thank you for this season, a season of joy, a season of good news, a season that the angels proclaim to the shepherds is for all the people. And Father, I know that we can get weary because of all the negativity out there, all the, all the bad news that we hear on a regular basis, things that just weigh us down. But in times like that, Lord, we turn to you. And I pray that this morning that your spirit would move and hover and empower each person that they would leave encouraged and that your joy would be our strength and Lord that this would be a day truly truly where we have encountered the living God and Lord that we might go forth from this place as light as Jesus was the light as instruments of hope and healing for those that are weary so that a weary world truly may rejoice